Welcome to the Penny Bloom Podcast. Ain't another place that has got more bombast. Rump past your mom, dad's listening to Tomcast. Talking everything that make you sad. We don't want that. We're here to make you smile. Put your mind at ease. Peace, love, and bloom, and always praise Keanu Reeves. This what we about. Get some weed and now. We'll talk until we can't no more, and then we peace and out. Alright, let's go. Penny Bloom Podcast. It's the Penny Bloom Podcast. Penny Bloom Podcast. Hello, everybody, and welcome in to the Penny Bloom Podcast. Today, we continue our comic book movie journey through film with Iron Man 2. It was released May 7th, 2010, with a screenplay and story by Justin Thoreau and directed by John Favreau. I am Colton Robertson. I am joined by Joseph George. What's up, homie? Oh, what up, what up? Always a pleasure to be here. Oh, and it is always a pleasure to have you. We are also joined by Tavares Pennington. What's up, homie? Yo, yo, how goes it? It goes quite well, because today we have a joyous occasion. We are also joined by KBZ Kyler Barnett. What is up, homie? How much, man? Happy to be back at it. Excited to talk about this one. Oh, excited to have you. This is, like I said, special occasion, because I did a, I did a little research a second ago. Not a second ago, last night, but you know, um, same same difference. Mm-hmm. You two, Tavares and Kyler, are the third and fourth most frequently appearing guests on the podcasts, hosts on the podcasts. Combined, this is the one hundred and forty fifth episode between the two of you. However, this is one of one hundred and forty five where you've been on the same one. So we got this is this is this is yeah, quite the special. Wait, this, say, special this actually is the first one you did, you've already wow. you did the research. I, didn't, say, I, I don't think Shit. I didn't want to say something uh, like last week when we started planning this. But I was like, I don't really think me and Tavares have ever recorded. But I, was just, I was trying to rack my brain about something like super early wow. on that maybe uh-huh. we would have linked. That's up. what I that's know. what I was thinking. Um, I so yeah the the distribution service we have transistor. Is very you can like add people to every episode, and it has like a oh, whole catalog dude. where if you click on somebody, it shows every episode they've been on. And I've got it all set up now, where all three, uh, all of us have our own little section, and there is no overlap. Um, this is yeah. this is a uh, first time ever, and what a what a good one it is uh, to be to be a part of because I have a feeling it's going to be a fun one from the conversations me and Joe had prior mm. to this episode. <laughs> we are not exactly on the same page, yeah. Kyler. How are you feeling about this movie? Uh, honestly, I thought back to how I felt about it back when I first started, uh, when we did this the first time. And I definitely think I've changed a little bit just because I think, uh, the, the, the bar and standard and just things have changed so much. I'm also like five, that's almost like, well, I guess three years ago, Mm. years ago now. Um, not to, you know, oh, I'm so much older and grown up now, but, uh, I do think I've had some different, uh, uh, context and uh, conclusions about some marvel things in the last three years um so i don't know i definitely looked at it a little more critically than i think i had in the past um but there's still definitely some moments to really like and enjoy about this movie i definitely have got some uh, some some fun thoughts to have some fun thoughts to have so my boy you're in the exact same boat that i am actually i hadn't watched it for the since we discussed it on the original 
endeavor to try and do a separate thing. And ultimately I just folded it into this, but regardless, I hadn't watched it in about three and a half years would be my guess. Um, uh, almost four years. Cause that was like January of 2020. So it's, it was a long time ago. Um, but yeah, I'm in a similar place. Tavares, how are you feeling about this one? I mean, it's it's honestly becoming more and more nostalgic. I was uh, watching Iron Man 3, honestly, a few months ago, and I was like, I hated this movie when I first saw it. I fucking love that movie now. And rewatching this one, I'm like, this was like a really important pivot point in the MCU and its history because like it was at this point at Iron Man 2 where everyone realized, oh, this shit's big. Like, they're doing this shit. Hmm. No, I'm with you. I'm with you. It was def- There was something about this one that made me feel like, you know, in this project, what we've seen as part of the MCU so far is Iron Man and Incredible Hulk. And this is the third one, Iron Man 2. This is much, much more similar to the MCU to come than the two MCU movies prior. Joseph, how are you feeling coming off this recent watch? You know, I'm not in total disagreement with you. You know, I... I have watched. I'm in the similar boat as in. It's been a while since I have watched it, and I do recognize. Yeah, it may not be critically um, as what I once thought it was, but I'm just having like a blast while watching now. Specifically because of like the action scenes that are in here, I think are done really, really well, and they are sick. Um, and then two, like it is the history and the nostalgia, and like seeing Cap Shield level out his particle accelerator or see agent colson go down to new mexico to check out thor's hammer and black widows introduced you know maybe maybe she could have been introduced in her own movie you know not necessarily shoved into an iron man movie but i her character is great but it's a little too rushed in my opinion mm. hey um, hey like she the, got her own movie okay? I it's a little too late later, a little too late matter we a tad too late. Better late than never, but a little, a little late. Yeah. The first, you know, I actually don't have. Scene. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. No, I was just gonna say it's crazy. It took that long, considering she was one of like the first on the scene of the like core hey. Avengers group. This well, thank God Hawkeye oh. doesn't have his own movie. He got his own show and uh, later as well. At least there's like, that. Yeah. You um, know, I don't know if I'd want a Hawkeye movie. Um, I don't know. Maybe I don't know. Who knows? Hawkeye. Maybe with Peter Steinfeld. Um. Um, but, uh, yeah, no, I, I really enjoy Black Widow's inclusion in this movie. Uh, Natasha Romanoff, I gave her my favorite character of the movie because mm. of the original Avengers as time has passed, I think she's become my favorite. It's like her and Thor for me, top two. Um, and to see her introduced in this one with a, it, it's, it's a, it's a, iffy portrayal in terms of she's she's certainly stands alone she has her own agency and she is incredible uh characterization wise but man do they do everything they possibly can to be like look at the ass on scarlett johansson how about it you know um yes they do um and also john favreau uh, likes to be involved in many of those situations uh he's in the ring uh and he gets a full leg, you know, wrap around of his head from ScarJo. I wonder yeah. why he wanted to be the one in the ring during this. Yeah, and Happy right. Hogan is, his, you know, training dude, him to fight. This dude's like Tarantino um, with the, the feet. Exactly. The feet. Right. He's way more forward. Well, I guess Tarantino's very forward about his feet shit. Ooh. But like, um, no, John Favreau, I mean, this is like in the back of his car too, you know. 
driving her and she's changing in the back and he's mm. looking in the mirror and like all you know yeah it's it's pretty rough um and even like the humor about it you know tony being like i want one to pepper you know like like whenever she walks out like he just it is a little childish um but oh absolutely and there's just yeah. it's the start of their inconsistency with the way that they show black widow and cast her as a character because like she goes from one moment like kind of a prop more or less to like a super badass that can do anything captain america can to mm. like kind of lost and like not doing shit at all it's just like her arc they're kind of fucked up. <laughs> oh yeah, the the through line of Natasha Romanoff through the MCU is it's it's not straight. That thing is a fucking it's up and down, up and down, up and down. But uh, I mean, it was a relatively it was a relatively good place to start. I think it was a compelling way to introduce her as like an agent of Shield, and she's mm-hmm. infiltrated Stark Industries to kind of keep oh, yeah. an eye on Tony and stuff. So, like that's a fun that is a fun way to introduce an espionage character, and I think they did a wonderful job there. But uh, her you know, hallway uh, scene was really cool too. Like, oh, uh, badass! I love the those love the comedy dudes. there where he's like, "I got him." <laughs> Uh, and she's yeah. taken out an entire fucking hallway of dudes. Um, uh, yeah. And, hung one he, from the ceiling. Yeah, and John Favreau also had to bite the dude's ear to get the upper hand finally. And then he gave him three haymakers. And, like, I, I love I love how in every situation John Favreau has looked, like, appear to be, like, the the manly man, you know? Like, even whenever they're getting he, in the car, he like, hit Natasha... Dude an he hit the dude with an uppercut that launched him, like, four oh, feet off the ground. Yeah. You mean to yeah. tell me that John Favreau is punching me four feet off the ground? Nah, not nah. And that other no, guy was not was small. Saying, that guy was fit. He was fit, Yeah, man. yeah. Dude Brother, I know, I know John Favreau ain't got it like that because he was biting Christopher Moltisanti's flow in The Sopranos trying to get like him. Bro, if you're trying to get like Christopher Moltisanti, you ain't doing <laughs> oh, all that great. Oh, damn. Okay. Damn, you're right. That's yeah, a deep cross section of fat. Favreau had some great his fingerprints wow. and like what he's been able to how oh, undeniably impactful. is crazy. Well, like it's the holiday the season now. Everyone's tuning in to fucking Elf. Um, also or, directed or by John Favreau. Also, John Favreau has a small role in that where he's the doctor who pricks Buddy's finger and he's like, My finger has a heartbeat. You know, that that whole thing. Uh John wow. Favreau, very very influential figure in Hollywood, Dude, but it's um, crazy. Wow, no, nah, it was a. It, it, I I will not deny what Joe was saying a little bit ago. It is a fun time. You are going to have a good time with this movie, especially if you have a long, a longer history with the MCU. You know, I didn't. Uh, I didn't grow up loving Tony Stark. I didn't like oh. enjoy. I didn't love Tony Stark until I was until Infinity War and Endgame kind of rolled around. Um, because when I was younger, I was always like, Thor was my main guy, but Civil War comes around. And by then I'm already like, I'm more like Captain America than I did Iron Man. So then you got the, even beyond the actual mm-hmm. point of the debate between the two, the fight between the two, I'm taking Team Cap and stuff. I'm like, I like Captain America more. Fuck Iron Man. Fuck that. Yeah. So, um, so I don't have a nostalgic attachment to Tony Stark or RDJ's portrayal of him beyond just having seen him for a very long time. Um, it's, it, this movie left me extremely cold. Um, 
Hmm. I remember thinking it was underrated. I remember thinking it was, you know, it flies under the radar a bit. Um, I got, I bought bottom three MCU. Ever? Ever. Bottom three MCU. Whoa. Whoa. This is blasphemy. Sumai might be needed this episode. It I did might. not think, I did not think, and who, wow. Um, I did not think that would happen because look at the MCU's lineup. Even if this one, even if this one you don't think is that bad, I think you'll still find it bottom so, five. So Iron Man three is also oh, Iron Man three, three is number I, one okay, of these okay, three movies. Okay, 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 just just making sure. No, 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 no. I had a I had a perfect thought for this situation right here. No, this is. I've been thinking about this, especially in the context of that we've all kind of talked about how we really haven't came back to this movie a lot. I think what's weird is I feel like I've rewatched Iron Man three not only more times but definitely probably more recently than I had any of the others. And I was trying to think about why that might be. And I think when I look back at it, I think that Iron Man 3, in terms of how it portrays Tony and what that does to his arc, I think that that movie highlights a lot more of his redeemable qualities and a lot of the things that make his arc, I guess, a a lot of the substantial things that kind of move the needle as far as perception for his character comes in that movie. I don't think he does a ton in these two movies to really like earn a ton of, uh, I guess, redeeming quality or, or traits per se. I mean, I'm not saying that he doesn't do some good in this movie. He naturally does. But as far as the ego in terms of like kind of whatever and all of the other antics and general attitude or whatever, I think that's kind of what it is. And I think when you look at how he was used as far as after Iron Man 3, it makes sense why you would rewatch Iron Man three more. If you're looking for the Tony that you've come to know in in Infinity War, in Homecoming, in Civil War, you're gonna want to watch Iron Man three probably because that's the character that more closely resembles, you know, who he is in any of those other movies. He's on his journey, dude, but he's on his way there. That's the whole. He's not. Oh there yeah, yet. and don't get me wrong. No, I'm, I, I'm I'm okay not... with that. And and Iron Man one. That's a compelling character. And Iron Man 3, that's a compelling character. I don't, I don't, I mean, I know he's like dying. A dying man just trying to, you, you know, set things up so that when he goes, it's all good. I don't know. I got, I got something new out of this watch. Setting I, things I don't know. up is an exaggeration. Okay. Okay. I think he's, he's burning shit down. Most of no, the time. Not not to him, though. To him, like, on his way out, like, Pepper as CEO is the perfect replacement in his mind. She already runs the company anyways. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rhodey as, you know, the next Iron Man, he probably already had authorization, even before all of this anyways. But, like, oh, yeah. obviously he's the clear, the clear usher, you know, usher in for the new Iron Man there. And, like, that's exactly what happens. He He's... You know, getting drunk on his birthday. Well, if this was your last birthday, what would you do? You know, and and... And he's he's living it up and not and blow up my house. Kind probably, of, kind of. But forces, I understand where you're coming know. from. Was it a chess match? You know, was was he forcing Rhodey into a suit to 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 make him take one? You think that just just so happy? You know, like no. I walks, think walks, if you want to if you want to talk about him setting his homies up, he sits down with Rhodey, and he goes, "Hey man, I'm dying. 
Yeah, but this is also Here's a kids' this. movie. This is also a kids' movie. And Fuck that. They just need to face death. They do movies. all the time. Bambi's not... mom fucking dies, bro. Yeah, like, but, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't, I, but I, this is different. I don't know. No, yeah, this there's is... a prostitution joke. So, I mean, like, that's that's clearly for seven-year-olds. I well, mean, they, get one, they get one of those before they have to upgrade the rating. <laughs> yeah, right, right. The one prostitution joke for kids. <laughs> <laughs> like the, the whole, no, and obviously, that's one I of those things that's going to fly over a kid's head. They're not going to. They're not going to clock that. Like, I'm not. I'm not trying to. It. It is a movie for kids. Like, don't get me wrong. I'm not trying to be like this is super adult. No, like it. It is absolutely for children, and there's there's no question about that. Um, I just do think that. You know, I mean, like to further your point, though, like, is that is that what we want to teach kids is that you want to you want to get drunk, drunkenly fight your best friend on your birthday in a super powerful suit and scream at all the guests like, ah, it's not even about teaching so much. as just being like, this is real life. Like more than likely, you're going to know somebody who did this. Right. Yeah. <laughs> no cautionary tale, sort of. Yeah, no, like, yeah, Joseph, so I don't want to... He wanna... literally pissed his pants. He was so... How is he supposed <laughs> to be someone we want? Okay, think, think about it. As a kid, a piss or moment. fart joke, that's the funniest shit in the world. So, like, if you hear yeah. pee or fart... Give me a fat beat to beat my buddy's ass to. That, that was hilarious. That was hilarious, dude. I swear it was an outtake. I swear, like, it was... Like, I don't know, maybe he was supposed to say it in a certain way, but then he just started cracking up in the middle, and they were just like, oh, that's actually perfect anyways. Like, DJ, give just... me a fat beat to beat my buddy's ass, too, and he, like, breaks. I'm just so telling you, Plump. the best Plump. thing Plump. about Plump. this Plump. movie didn't even make the entire movie, and me and Colton talked about this so much before the last time we talked about this. The fucking, if you haven't seen this, the plane scene where it's, a, it's when he jumps out before the expo right at the beginning, they had a okay. different opening. Where like he's getting sick on the plane and Pepper's there, <laughs> and uh, I can't remember. He's like, "Do you have some Motrin or something like?" That? Or I only I can't remember. You'll have to watch it. it for those of you listening, hmm. if you haven't watched this clip, look up Iron Man Two, Tony and Pepper plane scene, something of that yeah, order. The deleted deleted Tony and Pepper plane scene, whatever. It's very very it's, funny. Well, and that's the thing too. Hilarious. Cutting it. There's there's a certain more adult storyline they could have gone with, and I will give Joe, uh, I will give Joe credit here where there is a element of this toned down for children and probably for Robert Downey Jr.'s benefit is that uh, uh Tony Stark is an alcoholic in the comic books. Uh, that is that is a part of his character, and the reason he's getting sick on the plane is because he's hammered when he shows up to the expo he's hammered when he's dealing with his you know dealing with his imminent death at his birthday party he's hammered like and that ends up being the only scene in the movie where he's drunk and you kind of understand it and stuff but there is there is an element to this movie that uh kind of falters in my opinion for not leaning more into tony stark's self-destructive behavior because it comes off it does come off childish and there's not enough of a real adult angle of it. it. He does seem like a teenager lashing out more than a grown man facing his imminent demise, you know? And I think that's, uh, I think that's one of the places where this movie kind of falters for me. And like, not in a, so not in a major way. Saying, I think already, no, go ahead. Sorry. So you're saying like, you didn't feel like the stakes were there. Like you didn't, you didn't like, you feel like you knew the whole time that he was going to kind of get his act together because he didn't risk enough. Mm -hmm. Uh, along those lines, but I mean, like, uh, I just think that there wasn't enough, uh, 
I don't know. I don't know how to. I guess what I, I can I can understand kind of. I think because they couldn't lean into the alcoholism thing for why he's lashing out and making these decisions, it seems a little less based in reality for how an adult would react. I yeah. guess is that kind of something? Yeah, that that's that is something like. And I, I mean, like you don't need to go full blown like into alcoholism lane or anything. They could have just gone two different roads. Yeah, that, like for this movie, one is the way they took it. They toned down the adult ish themes mm-hmm. that they could have gone with like they could have gone heavy into like i am a oh, dying yeah. man pepper i love you like i mm-hmm. i've never said this before Rody, i you're one of my best friends ever you know like i we don't spend enough time together they could have gone hard into yeah, they that but, like, and that's the other thing is that like it is it is complicated because characterization wise i you know i i feel kind of we've reset from Iron Man one. And it's because he has become a superhero. He is now famous for bringing world peace. Like I understand why his ego is the size of a fucking mountain. It would be, it makes a lot of sense. Um, Mm -hmm. I have, I have no issue with that. I just think that given the conclusions he comes to in Iron Man one about what is important to him and what like going forward, he is going to keep in mind to to not sit down and have those conversations that are important. And I know he has the conversation where he's like going to give Pepper CEO and stuff. And, but like to never mm-hmm. sit down with Rhodey to never sit down with Pepper and be like, Hey, shit's going on. I'm going to die. Um, and my thinking is kind of like Favreau and Thoreau trusted that they had sh- demonstrated that point well enough. And I think that this com- conversation is kind of saying that they did not necessarily mm-hmm. yes. do that. To Colton's yeah. point too, I think mm. I think a, a little bit of it too can. Parkour is mentioning himself. God damn it! Sorry. Um, gone? Is it gone? That's crazy. No, <laughs> oh, it, it I had two, and that's the problem. I was gonna go with one and then segue um, What Colton was saying, I kind of agree because. Um, it was right there. <laughs> Honestly, leave this in. So I'm good. So no, you're all yeah, good. You're all good. If it comes back, it comes back. Come back, and I'll so interrupt. You're, you're good to go. I'm sure, just like yeah. I always do. No, okay. it was it was interesting because every time I've watched this movie, I I mean, I watched it in high school or maybe like a maybe a time or two in college. I don't even know if I did. But like I was, I never thought of like Tony is dying or like, I'm like, yeah, he's going to make it. I don't know. It's like, he's not going to die. In no. Yeah. You know, he makes like, it to the next. Yeah. Movie. And I'm like, yeah. so I'm like, I'm, I'm more focusing on the fun stuff that happens. But then like this watch, you know, I'm, I'm a def, I'm definitely a different movie watcher than I was in high school. And, and it would have been, it would have been nice to have, you know, that more adult theme or like, and, and tap into that stuff. But they replaced it for just kind of a, a really cool and easy villain arc with whiplash. I thought, and, and, you know, dr- is it Ivan? Uh, Ivan Venko. Ivan Venko. I mixed up. Oh, Drago. <laughs> Ivan Drago. Drago. Yeah, thinking of Drago. Yeah, that's funny. Uh, but yeah, I thought I thought his villain arc was. It's very. It's one movie. It's one and done. I thought it was actually pretty cool. Uh, the flip side to Tony, you know, and cool. uh, and then some cool ass fight scenes with grown robots that are, you know, like a. I don't know, like. I just thought that the the conflicts in this movie were were really cool because they didn't go with the uh, more mm. adult themes and stuff like that. I think that's so what they were focused I'm inter- on. I'm interested what you all think about kind of putting this in more context that this is, you know, this is following 
the introduction of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And this is at a point at which they know that they're going to be successful with this movie pretty much. Like, the cash is in the bank before that thing even hit theaters. Mm -hmm. Um, Could it be attributed to them, like, this lack of seriousness, uh, them trying to kind of find that line that they have, I think, since improved on about what a family-friendly movie looks like Mm -hmm. and sounds like? Because it's like they, they, they have to deal with those people who read the Iron Man comics in the in the 1900s um and then they have to deal deal with people who have never heard about the iron man comics the 1900s i saw a tweet earlier today that was talking about a paper from 1994 and said something about how is is it possible for me to write a uh, source a paper from the late 1900s fuck you oh late 1900s we're not that far into the 2000s yet we are 30 years ago bro we're the, we're no. not there. We're not. Are we the what, is, what, Am I supposed to say twentieth century or twenty twentieth century? Like that yeah, sounds even further back. Yeah. Bro. Yeah. No, we're not there. So yet. I was, come on. I did. I did come up with my thought. Um. And it was kind of in regards to what Colton was saying about kind of the lack of, I guess, um, a real kind of motive or or driver for Tony in a sort of sense, like with his character in terms of the ego and all of that. Um, And I think kind of what I came to is, like, no real impact. Like, he talked about what was important to Tony and the conclusions he made in Iron Man 1. Like, after the end of Iron Man 1, you would come to the conclusion that Jensen and what he made him think and believe in kind of how he came to the conclusion that he needed to step up and be somebody bigger for the world um, and be a little more selfless. Like where you could not tell me where Jensen's impact on Tony's character or motivation is in this movie yeah. at all. I you think know? it's not necessarily and, he has to be the hero. It's just that you have to stop letting your company sell all these weapons to the end. You have to stop this whole shit from happening and you can't let people abuse the technology you create. And that's the whole point of the first movie is that they are trying to steal his arc reactor because no one else in the world can make it. It's impossible. Mm-hmm. Like, it is, it's so far out, you have to be Tony Stark to build it. So it's like, and and he's the one and only person in the world who has that capability. That's why he's so cocky in the, the courtroom. You know, he's, yeah, Fantastic. look at Hammer Industries. Like, that. I put the line there because I almost gave it my scene. Um... But, like, I, I love when he's like, yeah, I'd say most countries, five, ten years away, Hammer Industries, 20. Um, you know, like, in, and when he's walking out of the room, just being like, and I will serve this great nation at the pleasure of myself. And if there's one thing that I've proven, you can count on me to pleasure myself. Um, I just, I don't know. Okay. Robert Downey Jr. just fucking owns this oh, character. Yeah. Dude. Oh, it's yeah. Un- like, it's oh, just, yeah. he's so good. But then they the can moment never do it again. The moment when uh, Whiplash comes out and he sees an arc reactor made, it kind of throws him into shambles. He's like, oh, wait, like he's kind of like I was a little too confident, you know, but then he learns like, oh, he had the literal blueprints like, uh, you know, I guess like Mm -hmm. kind of. But he's and I guess, you know, he's he's the, the flip side of Tony. He's kind of like another just minuscule like chance of it working out happening. Like, I don't think. You give an average person on the streets these these blueprints, and they come up, whip up an arc reactor. You know, I don't I don't think that's that's going on. I think yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. And Tony's response is, "I'm just gonna make a new fucking element. Cool." 
Whatever, yeah. bro. He needed to yeah. save his life, yeah. though. And it was his father's secret. Oh, yeah, no complaint. He's just, it's just there. a nothing. It's a nothing thing to him. He's like, yeah, just going to create a new element. Sure, just going to discover time travel. You know, exactly. shit like that. I love that Tony's just... Like, and I love the discrepancy between Hammer and Stark, specifically, where Hammer Tech is, like, number two. That's, like... That that is the yeah. second best that you have, and it's Justin fucking Hammer. You know well, what I'm saying? I I also love that in this movie, the way they portray Hammer is that he is all of the charm that Tony Stark has, or like he thinks he has that same charm, or he tries to act and walk and talk that way. But like when it comes to time it to like actually, you know, have walk your walk. bark be the bite, it doesn't really work for him. And yeah, I think that the ex wife, I I fucking yeah. love. I love Rockwell's character in this movie, dude. I love Dustin Hammer. He is amazing in this movie. Not gonna lie, kind of some clean moves when he's walking out on the stage. You know, oh like yeah, a, he's little, like his little leg, yeah. that little jazzy beat. Like, that little, I, did, I don't know. I was, beat, I was, man, yeah. I didn't know he had it in him. Bro, I had the footwork. No, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah no, Sam Rockwell. Um, I've always, I've always enjoyed him as an actor, and his portrayal of Justin Hammer has always been one of the more. Uh, original takes in the MCU, you know, I don't think there's anybody you can point to in the MCU and go, oh, that's that's somebody trying to be like Justin Hammer or bite uh, Sam Rockwell a little bit, you know, like this is pretty, pretty unique to this movie. And I like that he's kind of the foil to Tony Stark and that it's like kind of what Tony Stark could have been uh, if he was just a little dumber, you know, if he was just a little bit dumber. Um, exactly. Yeah, that's that's number two. So that's why Tony was so confident. He's like, if this is number two in the United States, good. He's I'm like, ch- I'm, I'm chilling. I'm chilling. Right. This thing is on me for quite a while, and just just him for for quite some time. But uh, I don't know. I think I think I would like to note that that test pilot survived. Yeah, not <laughs> uh, not like he did before, though. Uh, his life is forever changed. I'm assuming. I don't. Yeah, think that man's uh, legs don't work. No. Yeah. It's either his upper, yeah, no, it's definitely his legs are gone. I was gonna say which part of his body doesn't work, but like, yeah, it's just connect, severed. Yeah, I guess it's down severed. There. yeah like, turned oh, all the way around, bro. Oh, yeah, can't go well. Um, yeah, not good. But Vonko, though, <laughs> like, talk about a. I don't know. I think he is kind of an underrated villain. You know, he's not like Absolutely. in the power status of like a Thanos or no, yeah, yeah, or yeah. any other villain. But like, as far as his arc goes and his his story, I thought it was like actually really cool. And uh, I almost gave him the character. Um, I, I think he is my think... my favorite character, honestly. And it's just Ooh, maybe because I'm, glad I'm he's starting getting... to like darker, like those kind of darker, more menacing characters. Um, but he just, man, like his delivery, like on his lines, are just fucking intimidating. And you know, I'm just yeah. like. Holy yeah, hell! Dude, like that dude is scary. Mickey Rourke, um, man, he's good. He's yeah. a good actor, man. I think underrated in the in the scope of some of those old, yeah. older gentlemen who have come I think into their. We, I think he was years. totally fucking wasted in this movie, dude. They made him scream <laughs> really? and just utter shit in like <laughs> one line. I, yeah, want, I want my part. <laughs> okay. Listen, I, I I don't have the hugest issue with him. Like, I love Mickey. Mm-hmm. I just think that, like, they gave all of the charisma or all of the, like, I guess, you know, like, it's hard for me to really care about Bonko in this movie because he doesn't get a whole lot of anything. Like, you get the montage. You get a a wordless montage from him after he just watched his father die. You saw one word from his father, maybe two. 
That's it. And maybe that's what and makes him more. You don't really get anything from him, and like exactly. he doesn't get it's to actually have any substantial yeah. impact. Well, I mean, you sure, lose. I guess. He tells but Tony, like, "You lose, you lose," and it's it's not that he had to actually beat him. It's the public character assassination of him right there. It's like, hey, I have I your tech. Admit, like here you get. Like I, I will admit, his moments. Like he has a couple moments. Like the you lose, you lose, and you can tell. Like mm-hmm. yeah, this does make a big difference because now it shows that like Tony basically was capping that whole time in the Senate hearing or whatever. The, it doesn't feel like he gets as much chance to really shine, and I think that's because Rockwell gets like equal parts of the film to be a villain as well. They, and yeah, that's where I think it gets much. hard is is they're trying to world build mm. all of the while with all of the shield stuff. Tony's yeah. about to die. Pepper's running the company. On top of that, you now have one and a half villains, two villains. You know what I'm saying? It's like, like there's kind there's of just the yin yang going on though. In this. You have the yeah. father arc with Tony. There's just so much, mm-hmm. so yeah. many mouths to feed, and I think there are Look multiple compelling Look. stories that could have been built up. Look more. at the yin yang. I think that's why two both people, the Tony and the Vonko, both cut off from the outside world, can't communicate with the outside world. They're forced inside, have to create their new shit. Tony creates a new element. Vonko creates his big suit and his army. And the and in the meantime, Tony has his father figure to help him out and create the new element. Vonko has nobody. He's by himself. It's why he fails. It's like it's this actual like it's a, a sick kind of like when you look at the I like see Tony the contrast, and Vonko. But this. that's all. That's all unignited. I mean, that's just like there, like just because of like how the story unfolds. I mean, that's not like something. That it's pretty purposeful. I think it's purpose. No, I think they're is, thinking about. Yes, it. No, they it didn't happen upon it on accident. Like, but I'm yeah, with Kyler. Yeah. I get what he's saying. Like it's just they're it's like a a worthy adversary sort of thing, you know. It's like, like they're building both. They're both building their shit that. up. They're both like techies, you know, or whatever. They that's what that's what scientists do. They're in their cave and they make their shit, you know, or whatever. And then they unveil it to the world. I thought, you know, I don't know. I, I thought like those montages. I think of, the more I think the more interesting contrast is between the two villains. I think it's much more interesting the contrast mm. between Vanko and Hammer in that. We've got the mouthy personality, always on, never off, says he's got it, does not have it, cannot build shit for shit. Then you got Vanko, who doesn't say a fucking word, hardly does anything Mm. uh, as far as uh, boasting or building himself up. There's no ego there. There is a single drive, and it's to fuck up Tony Stark. And, uh, And he has the capability of doing it. So that, that like, and I do, I do appreciate the, uh, the contrast between Tony and Vanko as well, but I thought that that's the, like, what I was talking about is what makes the villain team up even kind of work. Um, because I do think that that's part of why I end up coming down on, uh, an iffy side in this movie is that I actually, to, Kind of, I, I feel, I feel bad for saying this because I've always, I've always really, really enjoyed Sam Rockwell and his portrayal of Justin Hammer. I came away cold on him this movie as well. Yeah, I was going to say, you guys um, think of him as a villain? Like, you I, don't? What the fuck? I mean, like, he's obviously a antagonist. He's on the opposition of Tony, but like, he's a non-factor. He's just like supplying Vanko with what he needs. He's like, I don't know. I don't think of him as like an active, like, like he's yeah he's against Tony and Stark Industries, but he's not like trying. 
to kill Tony, I don't know, and, like, to literally murder him at any chance he can get, I, you know? So like, I see what you're saying, but I, they, they, I feel like they do situate him as if he is yeah. a real threat to Tony, which is, you know, I haven't thought he's about He's the supplier. Way, but... He's the benefit. He's the beneficiary. He's the right. benefactor. You know, yeah. yeah, benefactor. Yeah, he's, he's that, I, I don't think of him as, like, a villain. I mean, he is an antagonist, and he, he's definitely on the, the darker side, but he's not, not Bonko. Um, so what ooh, is I see what here's are, my thing. I don't think they give us enough reason to dislike Vonko. I think it's just purely it's against Iron Man. Like I don't I don't even really hate him because it's like his story like I don't really hate him. Like it, I I don't think it's no. about that. I don't you yeah. know, I think it's just his he has motive enough to want to ruin Stark's legacy. That's it. It's not like it's not I, I understand what, exactly me, where he's coming from. I don't think it has yeah, to be to a me, villain that of makes, evil. That makes Hammer every bit as much a villain as is Vonko, in my opinion. Um, he's got much, and also I've got one has there's, murder there's, on their mind, though. Like that's that's a different one level. One could of, argue that weapon stealing. Um, uh, I don't, I don't know. Hammer is just a pussy, you know. I like he's he's just all talk. I don't think of him as a villain whatsoever. Like you he, might not think he, of him as a threat. The guns he shows the military are guns that they have all the time and yeah. then he the one thing that they don't have doesn't work at all so like I, he's a non-factor whatsoever like to put him in, in a, the class of villains in the mcu i think is giving him too much credit um like i i think he's literally just supplying vonko with what he needs and that's it dude is nothing on his own well then he's, could you could you get with the perspective that his presence in this movie is overstated then yeah like vonko should have been more be there as much as he is yeah, yeah like vonko should have been more present like i think swap the camera you know times they're on screen and i think you make for a much better movie but just in terms of who's the villain of the movie it's vonko um yeah like in yeah. that's that's all i'm trying to say is that like i don't think it works well for the movie no um i just think uh what we have, like Vonko's storyline, I, I, the, it okay. has the bones. It could have been enhanced. Uh, yeah, I mean, so like I said, so Joe, there, I think the story of the connecting roundabout way that Vonko and Tony started, basically, what from what should have been the same point, both dads, brilliant genius scientists mm-hmm. who should have more money than they ever know what to do with, and starting out mm-hmm. with every advantage, and should have Vonko's been able to achieve is brilliant things, man, though. Yeah. So, so now you you separate the two as you mentioned with Vanko living in extreme poverty and basically mm-hmm. abolished to live in you know the freaking Siberia I don't know mm-hmm. Russia wherever he's at I can't remember now yeah, and you have Tony who basically lives a posh life go goes through Harvard oh, yeah. MIT all the whatever and like grows into this what we know him to be. That's way more compelling, that jealousy of that should have been me. We've seen that before. That story's been done way more compelling than like, oh, well, we'll just have him stew in the background as we let this kind of Tony Stark-esque character who just can't do anything right up 80% of the, like, progressing the villain plot forward. What, like, what, what is it wrong to say to that Bonko's... Like, I would argue what, that what, Bonko's did it not best scenes... I would argue that Vonko's no, best scenes it, are just him fighting. And Mickey O'Rourke is not an actor who I think should just be said, hey, you're just an action fighter. You're, you're a stunt guy. You're, you're going to go fight for me. 
Like I've never seen him I act. Guess- I I didn't know. I I'm not gonna lie. I thought that he was just like a very good stunt actor, and that is why he wasn't very mm-hmm. vocal in the movie because uh-huh. his action is really good. Like whenever he breaks out of prison and like you know sets the kills that one dude, slams his head against the toilet, sets the charge, like walks out and then snaps that fucking like uh one guard's neck and then walks away from the explosion again. Like it just looked like professional stunt worthy. Um, so I, I, I thought that he was just kind of like more of a stunt actor, um, yeah. rather well, than really, like a, a I, vocal, you know, part in movies. I also but. really like those, those, those villains specifically that don't say much, like they just act on like kind of what, you know, their intention is. And yeah. it's uh, part of what I don't think they execute fully on is like resolving the mystery that they introduce him with because like they introduce him he hardly says anything like we were saying earlier and you're just kind of a little confused and to be frank like you get halfway through the movie and you're like oh maybe he is just the pawn and hammer is the real big bad but it's like by the end of the movie i forget hammer was in it sometimes like honestly every time i watch iron man 2 i'm like oh yeah this guy's in it um it specifically i think about the scene where hammer and vanko meet um, which I think says a lot about the the relationship between those two and the relationship this movie has with its villains because it's like he hardly says anything and the first things he does say to Hammer aren't even in English. It's just them like, trying oh, to communicate. Fuck, Have you yeah. not understood a thing I've said the whole time? That think, part was pretty funny. I think maybe it's another yin yang going on there. Or just flip flop is is Hammer is all talk and not the walk, but then you have. Vanko, who is all walk, no talk, you know, like, Vanko just goes on his pure power, he knows, like, he doesn't need to say anything when he walks out on the Formula One track and slices a car in half, you know, like, that's, you already know what he's here to say, awesome, that is, that's fucking badass, the dude shows up, and you know, holy shit, it's wartime, you know, like, it's going down right now, and then it's a, it also gives a sick ass suit up moment, the briefcase, you know, the football. That's, I love a suit up moment, you know, and this one's just so sick. I love how Vanko is just giving them the time to do it too. Uh, oh yeah, that's always very movie. funny to me. Yeah. My favorite thing manic. about that scene is that like, it, it reminded me of something that they, uh, I, I think that Tony and Pepper are obviously the heart of the first movie and, they play on that to an extent in the second one as well. Not, not nearly as much. I think this movie is just packed to the brim with way too much stuff um, that yeah. they don't, sometimes they don't know what to give the right amount of screen time. I'm sorry if you can hear my dog in the background here. Um, he's getting vocal. He's trying to speak. <laughs> um, uh, but uh, there's this interesting little like screwball comedy thing they've got going on with Tony and Pepper in that scene. Mm-hmm. Like the whole process of trying to hand off the briefcase. It reminded me yeah. a lot of this like uh, a <laughs> Carrie, Carrie Grant, Catherine Hepburn, uh, 40s comedy sort of thing. Or like he's uh, like, all right, just hand it to me. But now it's in this superhero context and <laughs> mega sci-fi. Like I love that scene. That's like and anytime we've got like an action scene, you're not going to hear a complaint out of me like this it was it was well done action the only gripe i have personally is that the vfx from one to two go downhill somehow don't know how that happened i Um, think it's the different suits like there's multiple suits that they have on him because they get destroyed and it's like mark two mark three mark four and it's just the more time you have with one 3d model the better it's going to look i think it's just they had had to create so many different suits and then also um, well, I guess in one, he really only has his main suit for not, I mean, there's, it's long into the movie until he makes like his, his main suit. 
Mm-hmm. Um, so there's a lot less screen time as well, I'd say. But I, I did see the, the downgrade, especially when he's jumping off the plane, like in the beginning. It's like, that suit looks completely, like, not real. Um, but the, at the, the fight at the end, uh, with all the droids, and then with Vanko coming in at the end, I think that looked, that was, like, the best looking part of the entire movie. Um, in that, like, garden kind of dome, don't, the sphere. Yeah. Uh, with like the leaves the falling down, and everything, yeah. all the troops going around them, and like that's the I ended that's up using that for my scene. Yeah, that's I, the like, only reason I like Don Cheadle as a uh, war machine. I, I hated mm. Don Cheadle if that the entire movie until the end. I was like, all uh, right, all right. No, they don't <laughs> utilize Don Cheadle's abilities in a single fucking ounce in this movie. I don't think. Um, yeah. Just, just a complete non-factor, and like, yeah. like you said, he's supposed to be the successor, and Tony's setting him up as such. And goddamn, the the propaganda was fucking horrendous. My no. god, when he flies the the suit back to base, and hey, there's yeah. triumphant American music, and he's he lands, and they're like, ladies and gentlemen. We got him, you know, like uh, that that sort I of mean, thing. That is kind of the biggest wet dream the military could have, though. A yeah, Iron Man absolutely. suit hand delivered to them on their front porch. Don't like, get me right. wrong. Most of the stuff you've said, I completely understand why they've done it. Mm-hmm. I don't think it makes it good. You know, like I understand the logic they use to get there. But like, it's just it, it's it's not a good scene. And then like the next yeah. time we see him, when the suits in the fucking thing charging, and he's just standing there with the with the dude who's but he's like, "Yep, we got him, sir." And then they're like, yeah. "Well, we're gonna go ahead and put this on display." I don't think we should do that. Well, we're gonna. Okay. Well, sorry. I uh, think that perfect. It, it it counters the propaganda. You see exactly what the military plan to do it's no. you don't have to you don't have to go what don Cheadle he takes out the arc reactor so they don't have it he's like i'm not giving them that they can have the suit they can't have the reactor and he is trying to get his word in because he's the guy in the suit but he can't get any word in at all it's the military is very clear in what they're trying to do right now i think like the military justin hammer you said he was the villain he is partnered with the military so the military is also a villainous entity in this movie if you think hammer's a, a villain so like it's not propaganda i don't think i think it's very clear i don't think that the, the usage military. of the military within this movie is propagandic i think that moment was there's there's an undent like it doesn't negate okay. a scene that did happen you know okay. like uh, yeah okay so like a the minuscule amount of propaganda and then shitting on the military afterwards I, shitting I on the military is an extreme way to put it they get oh. shit on even with drago or vanko as the villain too tony shits on him and literally war machine and him just fucking take them all out and that's the whole point of tony's thing is that he's not with the united well i guess he kind of does say he'll serve the nation but he is a separate entity that is privatized like world there's nothing stuff like that nothing american or patriotic about his entrance into the stark expo i'll tell you that superhero Um, landings you're saying that that's just american in front of an american flag yes i mean Okay. <laughs> like I, I don't, I, I don't think it was that. I think like, for a little bit of context, I was just at a, an event today where they hung up a huge fucking American flag, and oh it just made God. it American. I don't know. I don't know how to explain it. It just, it just, you really no, like, makes it, it makes it patriotic. And no, don't get me wrong. I'm not like that scene. I'm being, I'm being facetious about. Like uh, we got the billionaire tech boy 
who's privatized world peace. I'm not saying that I've done this. I'm not saying that I've done this. Like, I get what he's doing. Like, don't get me Mm -hmm. wrong again. Like I, I, I I get, I get what's going on here. Um, but I don't think it makes it good. Um, that's, that's just me. Um, You know, it's 2010. This is, this seems very, if, they make this movie today they don't make that decision i see what you're saying oh yeah but like no, yeah it's 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 like don't get me wrong like i don't think it's uh, i don't think it makes it wrong though it's just oh no, yeah like I, I don't think it makes it wrong like specifically the superhero entrance like um that's fine like that doesn't that doesn't fucking matter but uh the i mean the mcu the mcu has been undeniably like, propagandic up like for years up until i mean yeah. Captain Marvel might have been the last time when it was like Air Force pilot superhero baby. Let's fucking get it. Yeah. Um if you want to talk propaganda, I mean, how are you not mentioning Justin Hammer coming out on stage saying, Here's the future of the United States military, the Marines, the Air Force, the oh, yeah. like, that's that's the most propaganda shit in the movie, I think. Um and even then it it is immediately turned whenever it is not the, the military has zero control over those drones. It is all Vanko. Like that was his entire plan. Um, he said, yeah, I can make him salute. That's all he did for them. And then he used them for his own, hmm. his own, you know, uh, whatever. I don't know what I'm trying, his own agenda. I don't, yeah, 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 something along those lines. Um, so like, I, I mean, I'm tired I, of appealing to the liberal agenda <laughs> line from Same. line from Robert Downey Jr. This movie, fucking that is incredible. true. That is true. And oh, I mean, like, I don't I fuck the liberal agenda on my end. As I mean, well, Elon America. is literally in this movie, and he's. Li- I mean, it's a clear inspiration. I mean, like that. There's a reason in the movie. Like, mm-hmm. uh, it, it is. It is very clear where uh, Robert Downey Jr. got his inspiration from. And yeah, yeah four no, years yeah. ago, or five years ago, I would have nutted over that scene. And said <laughs> that he was the greatest addition into the MCU, but yeah, I'm. I'm I'm out of that camp. Um, I'm out of that camp. <laughs> I, I been a long time coming. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, no, yeah. it's no. So, like, I think that there's. Uh, you, you mentioned a little bit ago, like the VFX in the the final battle, undeniably the best part of the movie. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. There are a couple scenes that rival it. Like, I didn't go with it for my scene simply because I went for my shot during that scene, and I wanted to spread mm-hmm. the love a little bit. Um, I do end up picking the scene where he fights Rhodey in the, uh, in his house, in his house. to another oh, yeah. one bites the dust, uh, super uh, badass action sequence. And that's the thing. This movie, yeah, it has, it has a character that has so much, so much in it. And if I come away going like, all I really gave a shit about was the action sequences. I don't think it was very good. Um, no, I and I am not saying that this is a good movie. I'm just saying that I have a blast while watching it. I was also high while watching, so I think that helped a lot. But too. like, it, like it critically, it isn't that great. They could have dove into so much better. But like, well, just if you're wanting a movie to throw on in the background, and then whenever the action comes on, you pay attention. Perfect. Um, and and I was looking through the MCU movies, and you were like bottom three. I don't think I really necessarily disagree. Yeah, um, I'm like, I'm that's at all of bottom them. three. Um, oh, I mean, yeah. it's like, I, I might what? put some new ones. I might put some what? new ones under it. Like, I'd rather watch this than like Thor Love and Thunder or yeah. uh, even Quantumania. I mean, that just, I mean. Yeah, it, no, I, my I, other my other bottom know. two are Ant-Man, Quantumania and Ant-Man and the Wolf. What? Watch. Oh, okay. Oh, I'm not saying those movies were good, but the worst this, three? 
I have. I really mean, wrong. I have. Ant Man is top five. Fucking love the first Ant Man. Uh, but two and three. And don't get me wrong. This speaks no. more about how much I enjoy a lot of the MCU. Like that's the thing is that like I don't. I don't actively hate any of the movies we're talking about. I don't hate this movie. I don't hate Ant-Man and the Wasp. I don't hate Quantumania. I just think that there are, they've made more enjoyable things. Um, I need Thor. I need Thor: Love and Thunder to be in your bottom three. I'm sorry. It's probably yeah, bottom five. Definitely below Iron Man two. Um, like I have my Iron Man two on my number twelve for all of the movies that we've covered so far. That's where it landed for me. Um, I couldn't put it above the like first X Men or X Two or even V for Vendetta. I have more fun with that. But like the Incredible Hulk, which we just covered, I'd rather watch Iron Man Two, Ghost Rider, Spider Man Three. I'm coming to Iron Man Two. Like it's it's Ghost Rider Two. I, I think Ghost yeah. Rider has too much nostalgia for me. It's a shit. It's movie. gotta be a time of the year to watch Ghost Rider. I don't know. I can watch Iron Man Two whenever. Ghost Rider. It seems it has to be kind of spooky season. Uh, I'll give you the tier. I'll give you the tier where mine fell uh, on my ranking. So uh, Iron Man two of the 39 movies we've covered for the comic book movie journey through film. Now Uh, this fell at 27. um, And Mm. it is amidst Batman and Robin blade Trinity and Hulk 2003. That's just um, blasphemy. It is just critically. I understand overall blasphemy. I um, it. I don't know. And I, I guess I was a lover of Iron Man. I, I've been. I, I'm a Team Iron Man since day one. It's like it's everything I wanted to be, minus like the asshole and like the you know everything. It's just like I want his suit. I want his house. I want his cars. Yeah. I want his basement. I want everything about Iron Man. Because it's like more obtainable. It's like the Batman. We can have a Batman. You, Thor, I'm not going to wake up and be Asgardian and have the powers of Thor. I could seemingly in the future have an Iron Man suit. That is a possibility. That's where me and you are built different. Exactly. I could absolutely wake up being <laughs> Thor one day. Like, yeah, um, obviously <laughs> Thor is way cooler. Like, obviously. But no, like, yeah. No, I'm, I'm, nah. no, I get it. No, I, I, I 100% get, like, yeah. I, um, I just never, I just never made that attachment. And I think it's, it's, made me have the capability to kind of and that's the thing though is that like iron man one i just told you that iron man two falls at 27 i've got iron man top 10 like i like yeah. the first one oh, and i iron really man. like the third one i i i'm just not a fan of this one you Where's know iron man three at? we haven't done iron man three yet so oh, i uh God. yeah so we, when we get there i'll be able to i'm gonna tell you right now i'm putting it above iron man at 10 right now i love iron man three um oh, wow Iron Man 3 I, mean, I, I know, I know this is just like a personal preference thing, but you're blowing my mind right now. Okay, not to make this an Iron Man 3 conversation, wow. if we're going to talk about the reasons like why I think like the whole balance of world building and Hammer and Vanko as co-villains, look at, look at, um, Look at Iron Man 3. They have the Ten Rings Fair. slash Ben Kingsley's character as like one of the villains. As well as um, the big orange blow up guy, yeah, the old guy that got turned down, yeah, I I know what you're talking about. The blonde guy, ten times more compelling and and ten times more seamlessly integrated and understandable in the realm of the story, and 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 the story's compelling, Mm -hmm. and and all of those things, like that, to me was how that like kind of creative liberty and that kind of leap, I guess, gets taken more. Just organized. I don't know, and it's not necessarily their mm. fault. 
Like, I think Vanko and Hammer had potential to work together, and there definitely is a story there. I think the problem is, is we are wedged into an MCU building movie as well. You yeah. have all of these things that have to tie in, and I think that's mm. what has caused the problems. Just in my opinion, like, I, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I mean, now, Iron Man 3 is also post- Avengers. It is after an Avengers movie. And that's my thing is already built. What I remember is that I like Iron Man three does the most interesting character work with Tony Stark. Like that's and ultimately this more than a lot of the movies we've covered so far. You know, we we have we've obviously covered a few sequels, you know. Um we've covered the Spider Man trilogy, we've covered Superman two, three, four, etc. Um uh, Blade and Batman and Batman Returns and stuff. I think the thing for me is that with those, the only other one that I could see being like a drop off in quality and in tone and tone, not even particularly Superman two, um, like Spider-Man two versus Spider-Man. There's an art. A lot of people will tell you Spider-Man two is better than Spider-Man. And that is, that is seamless. Like there, there is an absolute continuity there. I feel that. The fact that this is directed by the same man blows my fucking mind uh, for Iron Man. Like, there's, it feels like a completely, completely different movie. And I understand that that was probably, that's, they're definitely going for that. They're going for a tone switch. They're going for, like Tavares was saying much earlier, the, uh, the, the switch into a more family friendly sort of, well, we got a bunch of money out of Iron Man. Let's really bring them back for Iron Man 2 and keep them coming after that. And we want, we want the whole family there next time. You know, like I, I 100% get that. Um, there's a really great documentary I saw once about the making of Iron Man 1 where it was like Marvel was about to like fucking go bankrupt. Like they were about to not exist if that movie didn't do well. And now Mm -hmm. they're breaking in the cash and it just shows that money changes you. Money, money changes you. Money changes you. Money changes you. No, that's the thing is, you know, like it feels, it it felt like John Favreau, uh, I think that in the first one, really impressive direction. And this one, really middle, middling direction. It's really middle of the road. I think visually the first one. And that's the thing is that ultimately the reason my enjoyment of this one is just so massively effective is that it is the same creative team as the first one. And it's just nowhere near as good. It's the first one that we've come to in a while where the, the quality of it is actually actively lessening my enjoyment simply because of the potential it had you've said multiple times there are several things that had the bones like Ivan mm-hmm. uh, vanko had the bones hammer tech had the bones and you know you have you have a, a, pr- a pretty decent runtime. what did this come down at two hours it is two hours four minutes so yeah right two hours two four hour. minutes Mm-hmm. I mean, like, and it's, it's extremely well paced, you know, I'll give it that, you know, the two hours does go by. It's, it's pretty seamless. I have no, I have no beef there. I love the folding in of, there's just so, there's so many things that they're getting through mm-hmm. that if you even give this movie maybe another 15 minutes of runtime, make it two hours, 19 minutes, you might be able to get stuff more comfortably, comfortably, uh, well, thought out and more well executed the the two hours the two hours four minutes tells me that they maybe even had that cut ready but it Mm -hmm. was like we don't we we don't expect or believe that people will want to go see this in theaters because it's 
over that two hour mark. Right. Um, and I think that what we also have kind of every single thing we've said about the quality of the movie maybe being lessened and, you know, money changes. Yeah, we're doing world building. We're officially going to lean into this thing um, is a business decision. You know, like there I think there is a lot of stuff here that is probably a, a to a degree corporate meddling. Like, I think that's that's almost certainly the case. Um and I don't think it fails on all sides. You know, I, like I said, I picked Black Widow as my favorite character. I loved her inclusion and I loved Nick Fury popping up and being like, you know, sir, please exit the donut. I love that. That's, that's fucking funny. Um, and they have a nice little scene where he points him in the right direction. And there, there, there are multiple moments that do have a lot of heart. You know, I like the shot, by the way, too, the donut shot. Oh yeah. Uh, classic like, one. Classic. Actually, like it's, it's a, uh, like starts with Tony up there, slowly zooms out and yeah. actually goes all the way down to mm-hmm. to Samuel L. Jackson, like behind his head to see like yeah. Tony in there. I thought, I mean, I was like, actually for for a shot there, that was that was pretty cool. I That's just, true. You know, I, I said that the last sequence is the only visually like the only visually stimulating sequence to me in the movie, and that is a lie. That shot is also cool. I do I like that. that. The like the Drago walking away from the explosion and snapping the dude's neck was really sick that moment i had that in there for my shot as well it was a wonder from him like exiting his cell um snapping the guy's neck and then walking away from the explosion and then he, and then he also brushes his shoulder as he walks right in front of the camera um i thought it was just kind of badass uh, had that in I there i'm between the donut for in terms of shot like the donut or like the couple seconds where uh, he's walking on the on the racetrack and he burns off his uh, prison suit. Dude, I was, that was going to be mine. I was going to say that. And I think the thing that okay. upsets me most about that is that that scene starts off looking so visually great with his, you know, the, I guess, tendrils and the electricity and all that stuff burning off in that pattern first. And then it kind of hangs down, drapes below mm. him. He looks, I mean, that looks great. And then there's a scene like two minutes later when he's walking through all the flames and smoke from the car that he smacked when Tony, you know, is watching the gas leak. And it's like the lighting and the smoke interacting with Drop Bunko is horrible. There are some horrendous, horrendous visual effects background uses. Because, like, I think that setting for a fight and and the effects could potentially be Mm. immense. And like I said, they showed it right away with the... You see it twice. Like, you can tell they wasted all of the energy, effort, and money for the effects in that whole, like, minute sequence on the track is Mm -hmm. Tony's suit up and Vonko burning the suit off and then all of the practical stuff. Everything else, unfortunately, visually, just had to get a Band-Aid put on it, essentially, because I promise. Oh, go ahead. Sorry, I, did, I thought you were. I thought you were done. Sorry. No, no, I, I pretty much that, that was. No, yeah, I, I was just gonna build on the VFX being rough. Um, there's a conversation between Nick Fury and Tony Stark, um, where he is in, I think a, a beachfront, um. I think they're on his balcony. I think. Yeah. Right. My God. It's it's I don't know that there's ever been a more obvious green screen green screen and the emotional ending of the movie. Gwyneth Paltrow and Tony Stark kissing and Rhodey being there. Just love when I can so obviously tell you're on a soundstage. It's incredible. Um, It's yeah, it's very pleasing. Yeah, after um, seeing heat too, after seeing how good a cityscape can look in the background, oh, like two people on a balcony. Yeah, it was was pretty rough. 
But like that, that there were a few a few glimmering moments. Like even during the fight scene, uh, Rhodey versus Tony in the in his house, he like gets pushed into the fireplace, and his he's literally engulfed in flames. Like it's just this like one second shot or like two second shot of Tony literally engulfed, like the Iron Man suit engulfed in flames, mm-hmm. was really cool. Um, and then my the two shots I'm actually debating on going with are um, whenever he's in his basement. And he, Tony's kind of sitting like on his side with his his knee up, reading his uh, his dad's notebook. And then in the background is the projector of like his actual oh, yeah, dad yeah. like talking to him. And like in that moment, uh, Howard says, "And right here is my greatest creation." And then Tony stands up right behind the the table at that exact second. Uh, and that's then, cool. so you you see you see the old Tony and then his dad and then the young Tony behind him. I thought it was was really cool. Um, Either yeah, that my line, my line came from that scene. Yeah, that scene. I mean, is it's it pretty strong. Says, is it when he says that? And now, my ass or whatever. He says, <laughs> oh, like, oh like, wow. Well. Yeah, I think Colton's going a little more serious. He's going um, a little more sentimental no, with it. No, uh, my greatest no. creation is has always been and always will be you or whatever. However, he says it. I thought it's it was really it, in a in a movie that doesn't have like. Where it is all the action and all the excitement and all that, uh, I feel like lacked a bit of heart. That moment kind of grounded yeah. grounded it for me, and uh, it, it, yeah. it felt nice. I liked that a lot. Yeah, he was he was a dying man on his way out. Samuel L. You know, came in clutch with the whatever shots he's given him. You know, to help him out during the time, and uh, so that kind of gave him a little more spark. He's like, oh wait, maybe I haven't tried everything yet. And that's the, a cool visual biggest, as well, like the. Yeah. Oh, the, like pack a punch. It looks like pack a punch yeah. from like Black Ops One. If you pack a punch a gun, but like on his skin, it's what it reminds mm-hmm. me of every time. Um, in zombies, uh, specific. If uh, you know, uh, if not, then no. But, but yeah, I, I love that his father was like the true spark. Uh, mm-hmm. The true spark that gave him like all the. All right, now I'm 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 back in. I'm I'm Iron Man again, sort of thing. But um, yeah, the it was. That, the shot of him watching his dad, and then also when he creates the new element, and then you see, like, his face and, like, his eyeball, like, mm-hmm. right in the middle of the triangle, and then he picks it out, and then it focuses on his face through the little circle thing that was holding it there. Um, I thought that was really cool as well. And I guess uh, there's some theories that this element is vibranium, uh, that this is, like, synthesized vibranium. What do y'all think of of this, um, or is this just like element? I mean, I think that could be that could be because cool. Howard, like kind of... Howard, was working. He made Steve Shield. You yeah. know, like that's like how that came to be. That was vibranium. They had vibranium, and like I would assume that he was trying to replicate vibranium. That's his life's work. Uh, but he didn't have the technology to do so at the time. And Tony has a goddamn particle accelerator in his basement that you, you literally smash atoms together. So I think like it was, I don't know. It It's obviously way too early in the MCU to be like, oh yeah, they're definitely thinking ahead and this is vibranium and Howard Stark made, you know, did all well, this shit I, I, way I too think far. There's but. a possibility that, yeah, no, like, at the time it's completely inconsequential. Yeah. Like there's, there's no, no intention behind it. And I think yeah. if you want a head candidate as such, I, I would not have any complaints. That'd be fine. You know, as of MCU canon at this point, Wakanda is completely shut off from the world, the real Wakanda. And mm-hmm. they do not, nobody knows they have vibranium besides mm-hmm. a few select members of shield who are probably long dead by now. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. so like, I, I don't think it's really that, 
if it's if it's a thing, it's a thing. If it's not, it's not. But I, yeah, I like we'll that never, idea. We'll probably never know. But uh, I don't know. I just I like to to imagine that they have all this shit stored up. You know, like this was thoughts from the jump. But no. Well, they, we see I, uh, we do see Peter Parker in this movie, of course. Um, actually, wonderful, wonderful retcon. You don't know in about retrospect. This? Yeah, you Wait, don't know about this. That shot, that shot me. The I've kid he heard. saves from the the droid with the Iron Man mask on has been retconned oh, to this... be Peter Parker. That's bullshit. Man. I don't know. Wait, when did that happen? It's they during the final fight sequence. No, I mean, like, how is it retconned to be Peter Parker? How oh, a is couple that years. Known? It was like some ancillary material. It was some, like... Oh, not MCU. even in the Spider-Man movies? No, 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 no. Oh, then how the fuck would I know that? Wait, exactly. how did they say that? They just said it? Like, oh, yeah, that's Peter Parker? Right. Like... Oh, that's, well, that's, that's bullshit. Bullshit. wow, that's, that's lazy as shit. Yeah, that's I don't I hate that. I hate that they did that. No, that's terrible. But like, but you like I don't the vibranium? Know, or is it in? Is it that's in Civil War? I didn't confirm that. That's just my own. Driving shit. by and he like he references the expo. So, I mean, I guess you could say it crops up in Homecoming Man. in a way. Damn, I thought he, like, I points thought, he goes that like or something like that. Like he drives yeah. past it. And maybe it was in Civil War with the camera. Is maybe that's why he's so obsessed with Tony Stark. Yeah, that's why they retconned it. Is like Tony Stark saved, like unofficially retconned it. Is like Tony Stark saved his life, so that's why he's like so he's so indebted hmm. to Tony and stuff. So I thought like, you were about to tell me I missed a part in one of the movies. Oh, and no. They need to retcon that in Homecoming. Like you can't just like like post facto be like yeah that happened like at least like give it some weight or like some significance to their relationship because it has zero and it needs zero like. What's the point? Right. Yeah, no, I'm yeah, no, that's a fun that's just a fun little fact. Um that wow. I meant to be a fun little fact. I'm sorry, don't yell at me. Oh no, it's um, okay. No, I just I was more of like I, I thought that it was leading up to be like, yeah, no, you didn't know that in well, homecoming it was literally no, like part no, of it. Yeah, no, there's nothing in the movies. It, it was I can't even remember what it is. In fact, it was it was some fucking MCU. Uh, it might have been like a book, mm. like a timeline book that they oh, made. Oh, that new point. mega timeline. Yeah. I, well, this I, happened a couple years back, so it wouldn't have been like oh, it's not like, a new it thing. Like, um, huh. It was pretty close to like soon after Homecoming. I feel like yeah, like it's anyway. it's several years back. Like, um, it's definitely wow. that time. I can't believe I haven't heard of that. I feel like I. No, yeah, that was my thing. Is like the only reason I thought like I was shocked you haven't heard of it is because it's been something that resurfaces on my Twitter timeline like once a year. Like I see it all the fucking mm-hmm. time. Um, but oh, wow. uh, did you regardless, know? No, it, what's that? <laughs> is it? It's always those AI bot tweets where it's like, did yeah. you know on this day seven years ago Tony Stark saved Peter Parker? <laughs> right. Okay. Huh. Yeah, no, it's uh Was there Stanley was Stanley in this one? Did I miss yes. it? Oh yeah. One of the best probably the best Stan Lee cameo for my money. He's actually playing another person. Um they during the montage where it's from Tony's perspective and Happy's escorting him off the premises and he's like uh here's this guy, and he's like, Nice to meet you, we'll have to get in touch and he goes, Larry King, and Larry King is Stan Lee. Um, oh my god, that's right. Okay, maybe that's why I didn't remember because wait. Is it is it clear that it's Stan Lee, or do they kind of make him look like Larry oh, yeah. King? I mean, like, he's supposed well, I mean, to be like, playing. He's dressed like him. Like, he's resembling him, but, like, you can easily tell it's Stan Lee. Yeah, oh, if, shit, you're, if you're man. looking for it, it's Stan Lee. I actually just thought that that was Larry King, dude. I yeah, think. no, I mean, like, he's playing Larry King. <laughs> Wait, got what? Up in suspenders and the whole nine, but... Yeah, that's one oh, of the wow. better no, Stan that, Lee okay, cameos no, for my money. Um, yeah, it's not even close. It's yeah, it's it's definitely Stanley. Um, but uh, 
Yeah, no, I'm. I come down in a, a pretty middle of the road spot as far as this movie. I have a good time watching it. I don't want to. I don't want to undersell it as being like. Oh, I have a terrible is, time. No, it's fun. You know, twenty-seven is the end of the road. <laughs> You can see the end of the road at 27. That's fair. That's fair. You're getting there. You're halfway to the end. In the grand scope of comic book movies, there will be a lot that rank below this. I will say that. Um, DC's got some shitters coming our way. Um, and I agree. And this is at 12 for me. Like, this is kind of where I have every MC, like every MCU movie is, uh, they've, you gotta give them credit. They do a good job of like making a pretty good movie. Oh, it's 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 at least an entertaining movie. No doubt. I I will Um, say phase one, you have Iron Man, Incredible Hulk, Iron Man 2, Thor, The Avengers. Easy, easy five out of five there. Uh, out of the not five incredible of Hulk. I'd no, I watch like this incredible Hulk more than Hulk. this. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. That's kind of I. I don't have any will or reason to really go back and revisit that like it again. But I could see me watching this again just because how fun it is. Um. Uh, here's my thing. I don't really have a great desire to revisit either of them. So. Fair enough. Touche. Um. Wow, this is this is gonna be a rate a hell of a rating. Rating, here. A rating to remember might be the, might be the first one since Watchmen where we're we're not wow. on the same page. Yeah, we're usually um, not we're usually not in disagreements. This is yeah. it is enough. And I don't think this one will be quite as big a discrepancy. Um, you know, like enjoyment, I can be persuaded. So we'll see. But is, are we ready? Was, what was the deal? Who was on what end in the Watchmen? I don't like Watchmen. I don't think that movie's very. I good. had a blast, well, okay. dog. I had a blast with that this movie. Is typically, I, if we're on opposite ends of the spectrum, it is typically I didn't like it and Joseph did. <laughs> I like everything pretty much, even if it's shitty. Like, like well, Morbius, and that's an exaggeration. You know, opposite Morbius. ends of the spectrum means that I'm like, that's eh, fine. You know, like I, it, it takes a truly terrible fucking movie for me to be like, I do not like this movie. You know, hmm. like Watchmen, it's fine. I'll probably watch it again at some point. Like I don't have I don't have anything necessarily against it completely. And that's the same thing going here, roughly. Like I'm I don't have anything against it. I think it's a fun it's a fun viewing. It's a good time. It's just it sure as shit could have been done better. Yeah. Um, I also only read the first half of the Watchmen comics and had not read the ending before I watched the movie. So I I watched the movie and I'm like, holy shit, this is the most faithful adaptation that they could have done. And then I watched the ending of the movie and I'm like, really? That's how they end the comics? Like that's kind of I, I didn't really think that's where they were going. There was some island and shit that they just didn't bring up. The um, end of and, the Watchmen movie is so far from the yeah. end. Of the so movie. I think that's why I love it a lot more uh, is because I, I do only have that first half of the comics read. I still need to read the end. I haven't read the yeah. end yet, but I really oh, yeah. need it's, to. It's, it's um, something. But uh, are we uh, are we ready for a rating for this bad boy? Do we want do we just want to go ahead and declare it like a collective? Do we all want to or uh, everybody chimes in? And what, 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 what do we have enjoyment wise, Kyler? Yeah. How, are, how are you coming down one to ten here? <clears throat> I'd say a seven. Seven? Okay, that cool. would put it cool. on our list around a Superman 2, a Constantine, the original Fantastic Four, and Batman and Robin. Mm-hmm. Uh, that is what we have at seven. Uh, and I, I will say I am I am northward of that. Um, 
That's for sure for me. That's what I'm close. I'm okay. I'm real close to that, yeah. but I'm like I enjoy. I think I enjoy Iron Man three a little more. And so, do you all when you all are rating these? Do you typically compare like the rating scales to the other movies? There, we typically do. Yes, and it's hard for me to separate it from. We now we have a couple projects going where we have the director spotlight, and we also have this. Um, and the yeah. director spotlight movies we uh we're generally more critical on whereas these it's like oh yeah like that was fun it's a it's a comic book movie this is what it is you know let's fuck, fuck it throw throw a number at it you know um yeah so like my gut took me like way below what i would actually put it compared to a lot of the other movies that we have mm-hmm. on this list you know so gotcha. that's kind of the problem for me I'm, but, i think uh, i'm sitting at like a seven five seven point five that's a blade um, Blade is seven five. Blade Trinity, like here, X Men: The Last Stand, is that a seven seven five? I'll watch that again before this. That's a pretty damn good movie. I'm not gonna lie. That ending one. though, talk about that ending. That is ending, the, that ending is horrendous. That ending what is horrendous. It's a terrible ending to a not very great movie. Mm-hmm. I have more. You're fun. not wrong. You're not wrong. I have more fun. Daredevil, that's a seven seven five. Daredevil is the shit. Daredevil. I'm I'm south of that personally. The problem with it is it okay? Here's what I'm noticing is that some of these movies that like like Tamara, you said that Daredevil is shit, and I would agree. But I feel like that's a movie that is so uniquely shitty and does shitty in such a fun way that you can enjoy. Like I'm pretty sure Tab also said what you're saying. Yeah, I was trying to say the shit. Like oh, I fucked no, with Daredevil's, Daredevil. Okay. Daredevil's not bad. No, I'm not saying that it's bad. I'm just well, saying that it, it is. is constructively, more constructively, I think it's a pretty horrible movie. It's not <laughs> but very great. That's just yeah. entertaining is, as fuck. I don't know. I I still think Iron Man Two is more. I think we're on though. in terms of quality. Let me spit this at you. I think I'm on similar footing to Daredevil. Yeah, and there's qual. Oh, you mean like critically? Critically. Yeah, that would be a six ish yeah okay but i mean like enjoyment wise daredevil's a 775 i'm either there or an eight is where i'm at i'm either at 775 or an eight i'm gonna tell you Uh, the north the fucking highest i'm gonna go is seven that is that is ceiling dog the ceiling is the roof here okay four the the dude the First Brother, I told you I had this at twenty-seven. Would you like to list off all the all the ones that, that is, are at seven? That is twenty-seven. That would make it twenty-seven on the on the list for enjoyment, though. That's not that's twenty-seven for just enjoyment, not overall. Like it will get shit on critically. It will get shit on. I mean, oh, not I too hard for the genre. I trust like, enjoyment. This is where it excels. This is where I'm like it is on the same level as like Daredevil, Batman eighty-nine. That's that's seven seven five. That is like. For an enjoyable, okay, I have movie. Daredevil at twenty one. I have Batman eighty nine at twenty five. So like that's roughly the same tier, you know? Yeah, that's um, what I'm saying. Like I, I think a seven is criminally low for this movie, especially on our scale. Um, like okay, that's, and then, uh, wait, that's where are you at, Joseph? Just like I'm at a seven seven five. I can maybe go to an eight. An eight is Ghost Rider and X Men, Batman Returns. Those movies, I like X Men. I don't, man. I don't know if I can put it above X Men. X Men, the first one is is pretty fun to watch, and I don't know if I can necessarily put it above that. So that's why I'm at like Here's a seven seven. I'll give you, I'll give you seven five. I'll give it to you. I'll get, I'll give it, I'll grant it. But that will Thank be you. as high as I let it this go. If you want to take it more, 
this is the only category I care about. Like, and I will like it. It doesn't deserve it highly in really any other category. Maybe the action gives a genre bump a little bit, um, but I think enjoyment. That's that is where it did excel. Like, it's tying with X Men: The Last Stand, The Donner Cut, Daredevil, and Batman '89. I think that's like that's that's fair company, um, in my opinion. But now genre. What is the genre? Action sci-fi. We we were we were talking up the action here. No, I, uh, genre-wise, I think this movie great. knows exactly what it is, and I think it does a very good job at, at doing what it attempted to uh, for the most mm-hmm. part. Um, the action sequences are that. badass. The sci-fi stuff is pretty cool. You know, like I don't have I don't have any complaints mm-hmm. in that regard. I just think as far as a movie is concerned, I'm coming down at probably around. Seven, seven, five, eight. You know. Yeah, the first Iron Man we gave an eight. Um, I'd say the action's probably a little better here, but the story, you know, was yeah. more involved there. So I guess genre wise, maybe, maybe seven, five again. Yeah, uh, and that's Batman and Robin and X Men. So I think that's that's actually kind of fair. A seven, five. Um, are the action? Yeah, it's below the first one. I th- is it either a seven, seven, five, or a seven, five? Is it in that? Is it just below? Like, because Iron Man's an eight, and then we we don't even have a seven seven five at all for genre. Yeah, I just no. I mean, like, I'll go either way there. Like, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna split hairs here. If you want to, if you want to go ahead and throw a number, it's not quite Iron Man one, uh, but I think the action in here should give it that little. Like, it's just right below. I'd put Hmm. out a seven seven five. I guess that's two two seven seven five so far. And then now, I guess adaptation wise. Uh, Whiplash is um, the alcoholism. Do you think that hurts it, or like that's just like for Robert Downey? It, t- it takes a bigger swing at that than Iron Man One did. Um, I feel like you have I'll to you, you have to factor that in on every Iron Man movie. If mm-hmm. if that's sure. a discount for some reason on this, yeah, one. we gave the first one an eight um, adaptation. Yeah, what were you about to say about Whiplash though? Whiplash um, isn't wonderfully adapted. Um, yeah. That's not a super. It's kind of like this is the beginning of the Tony Starkification of villain, and Whiplash is an Iron Man villain. Don't get me wrong, but uh, you know the way that him and his presence bleeds into villains to come, um, uh, Mysterio and uh, yeah, Vulture and shit like that. It's like, oh, I have beef with Tony Stark, and therefore everybody who's a superhero kind of. Um, so it's a very MCUified Whiplash, which. You know, I don't have a problem with. I think it works relatively well for the movie. Um, I think Tony J as Iron Man, though, it's like pretty, it's pretty spot on. It's pretty good, man. man. Like, and he kind of like he is the character, like that guy. Hmm. Like he just, I mean, even if it's not comic accurate, like even if it wasn't, like for for Tony Stark, like he he made that character yeah. known around the world. Um, yeah. So I think like he he always does great. Uh, but yeah, no, I, I guess, think. It's, I, I'll, I'll go uh, seven seven five seven five, you know, because Obadiah Stane was a little was better adapted than Whiplash is. Maybe just mm-hmm. a little yeah. bit less than the first one again. So like mm-hmm. another, is that three seven seven fives in a row? Um, is that what we landed on for enjoyment? I didn't agree to that. I thought you did. You said you'd give me this. Oh, you said seven oh, five. Seven five. Seven, yeah. five seven, oh, I thought five. you meant like the Damn, end, just the decimal. Oh fuck, said, seven said, five. Wait a minute. Wait like, a minute. Like, you no, five. it should not be three seven seven fives. <laughs> oh, wait a minute. Okay. 
Because I'll tell so, you, where I'm at, it's below a seven. It's six, seven, five for me. So me giving you seven, five, it's generous. That's very okay. generous. That puts it on the same level as Blade and Blade Trinity. Blade's fun, I guess. Hey, brother, like, you got the last hand. You have a way to make it what you want. We've, we've instituted a rule. Just for a two-five bump, though, you know what I mean. I feel I like it. this is this should be saved for a if you were at like a five, you know, or some oh, shit. I'd be like, oh. Sumai, you 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 can invoke Sumai by slicing your hand open and letting it. Do you bleed recall, Tavares? You've watched Game of Thrones, of course. <laughs> you remember Zaro Zoandoxis at the gates of uh, of uh, Karth, the Kof. greatest city that ever was or will be. Oh, um, fuck, yeah, and he got his shit rocked. <laughs> he got his shit rocked, right? But the, when they're debating on whether or not to let her in, he has to be the one to go, I invoke Sumai, and therein he got absolute say in the matter. He, they were able to let her in because he invoked Sumai and said she could come in. So now, taking all the burden upon himself. If it were to go mm-hmm. bad, it is all on him. So you're saying... I invoke Sumai. I stand behind this rating so much that if it's disagreeable by the public, it is all on you and not the other people mm-hmm. who did yeah. not invoke like Sumai. That. Watchmen, uh, two Sumais were invoked for Watchmen. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I think oh, it was for a two-five jump oh, as well. I was, was just passionate about the Watchmen. Um, yeah, so you get five Sumais for the entire project, and we've only used one each, and they were both in the same episode. Um it was it was a heated yeah, episode. Yeah, y'all were having a heated yeah. conversation. It sounds like it was yeah. a fun one. It was a fun one. Oh, yeah. This is the most. This is the most heated we've been since. Actually, yeah. Um, it doesn't get very heated. We usually agree very, very. We okay, usually well. are just like, yeah, man, I liked it too. That was great. Oh, um, I love you all are giving your seven, five, I yeah. guess I'll give it a seven five. No sumai ooh, here. Ooh, 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 ooh. Let's talk critically. Let's talk critically. Kyler, how are you feeling on a scale of one to ten? Five and a half. That, I don't know how much more there can. It's, I think definitely can't be more than six in my eyes. Blade. Five and a half. Blade. A little bit below Daredevil. Not as well made as Daredevil. It's not as well made as Blade. So. Actually, okay, story-wise, yeah. Uh, Everything-wise, this is not as good a movie as Blade. Um, the, uh, there is one thing going for this movie, and it is Robert Downey Jr. as Iron Man. He's the, it's and, pretty I, strong. Yeah. No, yeah. One not a small One performance can only carry a movie so far. Let's not kid ourselves. The movie is yeah. a piece of shit to look at. The visual effects are not great. There's there's a couple great action sequences, I won't deny. But even those don't look fantastic. They're just cool. You know, like, uh, that. except mm. the last one. The last one is the best looking part of the movie. I will, I will grant you that. Um, that last sequence is... The nice. story is criminally underdeveloped. Um, it's... In fact, a 5.5 to me is generous. I think a 5 is more where I come down. Honestly, I'd agree with that. That's where I was. my immediate thinking was, was 5. All the Blades are just hovering around there. It ties it with Hulk, Constantine, Fantastic Four, and Blade. Or no, that's it, yeah. Fantastic Four, Constantine, Hulk, and Blade 2. Sorry, there is a Blade in there. That would be a 5. I think that's where I come down at. Fantastic. Or region, 
brother. You, that's the one for me. When we were talking about Iron Man to you is what the Fantastic Four movies were. Critically, though, critically. We're not talking enjoyment here. We're talking. Oh, yeah. Fantastic Four is a much more well-formulated movie than this is. In terms of story. Story, yeah, I'll give it that for sure. But like, even the bad bad VFX in here, I guess it is 2000, whatever the year Fantastic Four came out. But like, I still think this looks better than than Fantastic Four. Even how shitty it is. I think Uh, cinematography-wise, this is one of the most uh, boring movies I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, okay, I was saying, like, just how good the VFX look. Oh, yeah. No, I mean, the the visual effects... The the thing that really disappoints about the visual effects in this movie is how good the visual effects were in Iron Man. Mm. Um, Yeah. And that's really where the the source of the kind of vitriol for the visual effects comes from me. Um, Yeah, I guess, like, the OG Hulk 03, that was a five... Like where, do, where does your gut where does your gut take you like what where are it, you sitting it is around middle of the road like yeah daredevil like i i'd probably say it's a better made movie that's at a six so like i'm i'm not there uh blade one is at a five five i i i would say that blade one is better um i just don't really remember much about blade two at all i can remember specific things out of this movie like they're at the back of my hand like i've i've just seen this movie so much compared yeah. to blade movies that it's like it's kind of hard to to gauge but yeah. i think i'd be like at a at a five two five or a five okay. is like so I'm, I'm like right there with you guys i'm just either a five two five or 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 five yeah no i'm a i'm a go straight down the middle like if i had, if i had to pick i would go five you know i think that it's it's got a little going for it it's got a lot just not hitting the mark you know and it's not actively terrible you know like it's not like it's what a garbage ass movie! It's just not very good at all. It could have I, done so much more. Like, and yeah, that's they, more they, than anything. Yeah. What's disappointing is that it has the bones and had the potential to be a damn a, a damn good movie, a damn good sequel. And I think you find ourselves like you know looking at all the other twos in MCU: Winter Soldier and Thor: The Dark World and uh, Age of Ultron and Vo- Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two and uh, far from home and Wakanda forever and all these you're looking at one of the one of the t- bottom two there I would argue you know um yeah okay I I hear you I do hear you um so if we give it all that it shakes out to be a seven overall it's incredibly um, nice in my everything opinion. said and done I, so I mean I'm, everything else on the list is incredibly okay nice. that puts it right tied with spider-man 3 and batman returns which i i think that's perfect yeah overall like it's better than the donner cut it's better than batman forever incredible hulk it's like, just crazy to me because i know of like <clears throat> i know of spider-man 3 is like a pretty blatantly like jumbled not that great movie like I, I definitely would still at least watch Man oh. Three before I turn this on again. <clears throat> I was actually wrong. I, I was Spider-Man looking at twenty three. I was looking at the critical awesome. scores. It is below Spider Man Three. It is uh, the average scores. It actually settles below the Donner Cut, below Hulk, below X Men, below Batman eighty nine, Spider Man Three. It is only above Blade One, Ghost Rider, Daredevil, Superman and Superman Two. Yeah, that that's what it's above. I was looking. And at there's the, there's a laundry list of movies also down there, but that's what's near it. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 
So and that ends up shaking it out to be right in the middle of our fucking list. Um, yeah, number 18 on average. 18 out of 39. So. so I gave it, yeah, I gave it 12. You gave it 27. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I guess not a closer. You won out. You won out. Yeah, yeah, I, I granted it, you know. Um, um, the genre and adaptation ratings help, you know, like that's like it's it's, it's yeah. solid, you know. Um, but if I had my say, if I had my say in a six, seven, five enjoyment plus the five critical, this movie would come out to a 56 percent. Um, okay, which is and more that accurately where I come down below Howard the Duck. Below Constantine, below Fantastic Four, below Electra. That's, that's considering below... that's considering the adaptation and genre rating still, and all those. I I, I removed those from my from my. True. Um, okay, I'd say those would help those movies, if anything. Honestly, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, so those movies are probably okay. Actually, lower. Fair enough. Okay, but I'm glad it shaked out to seven. I can agree with the seven out of ten. I'm I'm not too not too angry at that at all. Um. I'm Sorry that you it. had to to uh yeah let it, let it go a little bit for you Colton. No, it's but. fine. It's fine. It's uh it's fine. Yeah, I got it a six point nine on IMDb. You like you don't really like Iron Man three, do you, Joe? Me? No, I love Iron Man three. Yeah, I love okay. Iron. I love Never all mind. the Iron it, Man. The vibe you were getting earlier kind of seemed like you didn't like it. So I was like, it sounds like Colton and I might have a little bit of. No, I think he was shocked that I I claimed Iron Man three is my favorite Iron Man movie. Um, that, yeah, I like the first one. I just, I think it's just a classic. It starts off every I, I don't know, but maybe off of I haven't watched it in a while. It's it's the least one. It's the one I've given the least amount of watches. So maybe I'll I'll find funny. something. It is no doubt the Iron Man movie I've watched yeah. the most. Um, okay, wow. I watch it every Christmas season. Like we're getting okay. that time of year. I'll give it a um, chance. I'll give I'll, I'll be a little more open minded. It's I, a I, Christmas I, movie. Okay, it's a Christmas. It's movie? a Christmas movie. Absolutely. Oh yeah. Fuck is that a Christmas it, it, movie? It's it's just set during Christmas, and he makes a bunch of organization, and then a orange explodey people that are blowing up people on the stairs. Oh, dude, that's going to be one of those movies where we revisit it, and you'll be astonished by how much you like it. I guarantee that one we will not disagree on, and you will your opinion of it will elevate. You might not be in the same place as I am, where I'm like it's my favorite Iron Man movie, but I don't Mm -hmm. think you'll have anything any complaints about where I come down on. Oh. I remember like him blowing up all the suits like at like that it's like that moment like of you know, just getting rid of every you know letting mm-hmm. go whatever and I, okay like I I guess he goes right back to tinkering and everything it, it, I guess it could have been a send off though I also um, think creatively that's the movie of as far as like um you know like standalone character movies that was one of the earliest ones that I felt like really took a lot of liberties and and leaps I guess be it story or creatively, like within the movie itself, uh, and I, I, I think yeah. that lends it a lot. In my in not directed by John Favreau, but yeah, Shane maybe, Black on that maybe one. Maybe that's why I don't know. Um, yeah, you know, John Favreau's pretty hit or miss. You know, I think that uh, he's had hits, he's had misses. You know, he's like he's like seventy percent from the field. He's like he's like um uh Jamal. Crawford. I think like when he's on the court, I he's think killing it, that shit, but. He doesn't I have think a part of the problem impact. too is when Iron Man two came out. Like, think about when Iron Man one came out versus Iron Man two, and where movies took off in that gap of time between then and versus what the quality and the type of stuff he's making now. Like, I think he needed a little bit of time to kind of catch his breath and almost Brother like directed the, to the live new action era Lion of King, making so. movies. Apparel? Yeah. 
So I just forever like in my poor graces. Fucking fucking despise that yeah. guy for that reason. Yeah, but, I just meant more like he definitely like had some things to figure out in terms of how to try to make. Oh yeah, like I mean, technologically, like, I don't think was... anyone has pushed the the field of filmmaking forward technically on a greater scale since like George Lucas. This man, this man has figured out how to create VFX in a way that are groundbreaking. You know, mm-hmm. like it's he's got to give his you got he's got to get his credit where it's due. Um, it's just that, uh, you know, I, I like, I like what he's brought. Uh, I like the things he's brought into my life, but his lasting impact on them might not be so great. Hmm. All right. Well, I'm, I thought it was going to be a lot worse, uh, than this. I'm not going to lie. Uh, from our conversations we were having, uh, but... I just didn't want to waste a sumai on negativity. There are a few down the line. That I'm gonna sumai the shit out of a ten enjoyment. I'll tell you that. Um, hey, fair enough. I, that's what I think. That's what you should reserve those for. They'll have the most impact. Yeah, that yeah. that that seems right. I just don't know of like a movie that I wouldn't be on the same. Like, what movie would I not be on the no, same? No, and that's the thing is that it wouldn't be to the level where you don't you actively dislike it. It's I'm, I'm talking the difference it. between an eight and a ten. Or, or an eight, five and a 10, you know, like I'm like, I want to give it that fucking oomph, you know? Okay. Um, okay. Yeah. yeah. There are none that you'd be like, this is a six. And I'm like, it's a 10. No, that's not going to happen. Yeah. Just like this. What our disagreeance was like a point and a half, you know, like it's, it's hardly shit, you know, and we, mm-hmm. we act like it was opposite ends of the yeah. spectrum. It's <laughs> like, it's right there, you know, it's right. It's, it's not that big a deal, which is ultimately why I don't, I don't give a shit that this, this shook out to a seven out of 10. You know what? Content creation needs more positive voices. And if this is a 70%, it's a 70%. I can, I can be okay with that. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With that, the first union of you two yeah. is is coming to a close. Yeah, now. the it's union, crazy. the union of the Penny yeah. Bloomiverse, uh, uh, biggest biggest crossover in some time. Crazy, it took this long. How I know, great the union 145 was. deep. Man, but yeah, wild. We'll, we'll we'll be sure to have you two on the same episode again at the latest Iron Man three, but. uh We'll, we'll be we'll be sure to make that happen, but uh, in the meantime, if you would stick around for Mondays where we got winter is blooming going on, Game of Thrones rewatch podcast still going strong. As next week, I believe is season six, episode five. Yes, that's correct. the door. Mm-hmm. For those who are familiar, hold the door. Um, pretty impactful one. If you have not watched Game of Thrones, I advise you do not listen to that show. It's full of spoilers. Um, and you might not, you might not love getting it spoiled. Um, it's a great show. Mm-hmm. Strongly recommend. So, I mean, we've been talking about it for 55 straight weeks now. So pretty much a couple weeks off, but, uh, yes, shows that we like it to an extent. Um, then next Wednesday, our director's spotlight on Michael Mann will continue with his 1995 classic heat and i am uh i'm very excited for you very well critically done there no yeah that'll that'll fare a little bit better than the seven out of ten we gave this one um to be sure um and that's next wednesday and we'll be back next friday to offset you know i I, i'm looking you know i was a little negative about this one Mm -hmm. but next week we're talking dc's jonah hex 
So we'll I see. I have no idea what's in store. Um, I don't either, Even but if, uh, I, I. It's Josh Brolin. It's um, Josh Brolin. And uh, Megan Fox. Um, 2010, yeah. I think. Michael Fassbender's in there, I guess. Uh, John Malkovich as well. Okay, I mean, some good people in there, I guess. I, yeah, I just have no idea what to Where's, expect. Where's Ooh. the hero from? Like, what? It's a DC character, Jonah House. It's a DC character. 4.7 out of 10 on IMDb. That's mm-hmm. that's going to be oh. great. I it's considered wait. a Western film. Ooh. It's only an hour and 21, though, so it's a short short. Ooh, watch. only an hour and 20 minutes. I must, like that. At least it won't last long. Right. That's what, I was like, it sounds like they knew that they need to get people in and out. Ah, right. Wow. Megan Fox won a Razzie for Worst Actress, and Josh Brolin won, uh, or nominated for Worst Screen Couple, and the oh, Worst God. Screen Ensemble. Um, that, just that nominated. Sounds... That sounds ex- extremely exciting. I love watching bad movies. Oh, I can't wait. I can't wait. So that's next Friday. Yeah, you know, that's that's what you're getting out of this project. You're getting the good, the bad, and the ugly. We're doing all the Marvel and DC shit, whether we like it or not. Um, and yeah. it's it's been a great deal of fun. You know, that, hilarious that that's going to get the honor of being like a, you know, a landmark 10 movie. It's going to be the 40th, you know, Jonah Hex. Damn. Um, that's that's yeah, fun. That's what we um, did. Okay. Yeah, it's just going to happen uh, that way. These things, these things will happen the way they happen. But yeah, with that, if you would head to patreon.com slash pennybloompod where you'll find over 50 hours of exclusive content, including earlier this week where uh, me, Joseph and Tavares went and saw Napoleon on the IMAX screen. Um, mm-hmm. and it was a time and you can hear about it over there on patreon.com slash pennybloompod, uh, where you can support this podcast financially. It's huge because it costs me money and I don't make any off of it unless it's over there. Head to Twitter, follow at Penny Bloom Pod, follow on Letterboxd at Penny Bloom Pod, and follow on Instagram at Penny Bloom Podcast. Remember to leave a five-star rate and review wherever you might be listening and to continue downloading. November's been a slow month compared to some other some other months, but uh, hey, that's all right. The end of the year is typically a little slower than the rest of the year. Holidays come around. People aren't dedicating their time. It's whatever. It's whatever. I'm not mad at any of you. Um, none of you in particular, anyway. Um, no, anybody who's listening, we appreciate you greatly. Thank you so much. We're going to do it no matter how many people are listening, but it's nice to know that people are. Yeah. I just Googled Penny Bloom podcast and the AI has like a really great, like overview of the pod. It's kind of really, yeah. It's like the generative AI. Have you seen that on Google? Like when you ask yeah, a question, no. oh, yeah, uh-uh. and you just type it in and it says the Penny Bloom podcast is a weekly podcast that covers movies and television. The podcast is, has over 450 episodes. Some of the shows and the movies covered include, and then it has a list of them. And then it tells huh. you where you can watch them and the Patreon. Well, shit. Okay, Google. Okay. okay I, Google. I don't have that thing. How do I not have that yet? That sounds awesome. Um, I don't, I don't know about all that. Um, but hmm. I guess AI thinks, thinks highly of us. That's kind of them. Shout out to Craig here recording this episode. Love you, Craig. Um, Craig. But yeah, with that, I was Colton Robertson. I was joined by Joseph George. Thank you very much, homie. Thank you for having me. It's always a pleasure to be here. Oh, and it's always a pleasure to have you. And thank you for returning once again to Varus Pennington. Oh, of course. Anytime. Anytime. And on the screen below me that I can see and you cannot, KBZ, Kyler Barnett. Thanks, homie. Absolutely. Absolutely. Remember, peace.
love and bloom. And my ass.